This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan, and it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. Thank you very much, Kevin. Wanted, I just saw this from Roger Goodell from the uh, from their office. I don't know. Have you seen this whole thing yet? Uh, All right, so it, it, there's no update. I just want to point that out. There's no update on De, DeMar Hamlin. Um, but there were a couple of notes that I thought were interesting. He said, after speaking with both teams and leadership, NFLPA leadership, I decided to postpone last night's game and have our focus uh, remain on DeMar and the family. Uh, we're in regular contact with both. And then he added this earlier today, the head of player engagement and team clinician for each club received information uh, about mental health and support resources that are available for the players and staff. Okay, that's nice. Additional resources, including on-site services, can be available for any club that wishes this assistance. If your club would like to make use of these additional resources, please have your player engagement lead or team clinician contact uh, the doctor. And then, uh, and the, you know, I, and Kevin, as you said earlier, a uh, short time ago, the uh, they all got together and they announced that it will not be resumed this week. No decision has been made uh, regarding the possible resumption of the game. And it was interesting this morning, you know, when Sean and RJ had Jerry Jones on, he had his statement for about the player. That, that's kind of the feeling I think we got out of it. I'm not, I don't really want to play all those questions and answers, but it was Here's my statement about the player. And then it was mostly, I think, look, there's a lot still to digest league-wise. That's kind of what I gathered from Jerry was we haven't talked about it yet. It sounds like Roger Goodell's still making some decisions. He never said that because Jerry does not want to give Roger Goodell that kind of credence. But it sounded like there was a lot of information that still needed to be processed uh, before anything. And then, Kevin, I think you saw just moments ago still in ICU. He's still in critical condition. Uh, and that's the latest update we have is that he is still in critical condition. I think that's from the Buffalo Bills. Okay. So I wanted to get Which, all that kind of clearing out there. And isn't this one of the situations where you hope that's where the information comes from? Not like we've already got texts this morning or like I'm sure there's people on Twitter is like, hey, I know a guy who works there and he said he's dead. Like I feel like the, that's yeah, the kind of stuff that will like circulate I, through social media. I will say it is pretty amazing in today's age of social media and TMZ and everything media wise that they've been able to since, I don't know, was that like 1am when the bills posted what they've posted that for now 12 hours, there has not been any updates. Yeah. The doctors haven't come out and had a press conference. The bills, it just, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's just interesting in today's world with CNN covering this now as their major story and Fox News covering this as their major story that they're like, look, we are going to respect the family. 
we are going to respect the person. We're going to respect the organization. We're going to respect the hospital. At what point in our society have we ever respected people this much? We're not great at that. I kind of kind of like seeing it. Now. Oh my god, yeah. Like that's kind of the the feeling is and maybe maybe Mike, you know, we just talked about new year new us and how Kevin's really into new year new him. Uh-huh. Maybe that is the thing. Maybe because we just kind of went through the that part of the year that a lot of people are like being more thoughtful uh and and giving more to that. That being said, we still have Twitter and it exists and there's two sides of it. So yeah. hey, don't get me wrong, I always support somebody improving their themselves in their life. So I hope people are. You just doing don't that. like sayings. You just don't have to only pick on January first. Like if you screwed up already, well, you can still turn over a new leaf today or tomorrow. Like it's you can do it. What about next year? Then that's fine. The Bills also have changed their profile picture to that, that makes sense. The Hamlin jersey. So just kind of wanted to give some updates. And Kevin, I do believe four point four million. There you Sorry go. Sorry if nope. I jumped in there. You nailed it. Four point four one two million on the GoFundMe, which again started by Demar Hamlin as a community toy drive, and now it is kind of a charitable catch-all to support the family in this situation and then what i'm imagining will happen like support other charitable programs going forward mike i think the other thing that i would say if i was going to add another new year's resolution i did start it last year okay and that is i'm not going to go out of my way to be upset when things are going pretty good and the cowboys things are going pretty good for the cowboys right now and it seemed like people still want to be like 12 wins, not good enough. And I'm like, I don't know what else they can do right now other than be playing like flawless football. And so I'm going to I'm going to be like, "Hey, things are good." I I like what you're saying, but I do have a question based off of what Reggie and I talked about yesterday. Is how do you feel like the Cowboys are playing going into this last week/playoffs? All right. I love that you brought that up and let's look let's go to cut 6 from Jerry Jones Ruben. How do you feel your team is playing heading into the postseason? Well, uh, I've, uh, we've got a chance to be healthier uh, far than we are today, absent something happening this weekend. Uh, but we've got a chance to uh, uh, be healthy with uh, uh, a couple of guys. Uh, Vandrish comes to my mind the most, and and uh, but others as well that uh, we could really come to the front on that point. Your health. Uh, and then secondly, you're ready, you're hot. Uh, uh, frankly, I don't know of any other time this year that I've thought that we uh, had our, our uh, hand uh, on the, uh, the button and uh, that we were in better shape to go out and execute. We've had a lot of repetition. We've got a lot of our depth. We've got a lot of young people that played a lot this year that will serve us well as far as our depth is concerned. They'll have to play and play a lot in this uh, tournament. And uh, all of those things bode well for this. I thought uh, last year uh, we were in outstanding shape going into the uh, playoffs regarding health and, frankly, regarding uh, skill as far as developing young players. We're every bit as good this year. All right. I'm not sure how that lines up, Mike, with what Steven said to you guys yesterday, but my understanding from Steven was we're fine. He feels like they're playing great right now. And I don't I don't agree with them no. there. I also I don't know what what the coaching staff wants to accomplish. So and this is my whole part is 
Do they want to show everything right now? Are they trying to find a way to keep guys a little healthy in season where maybe in the playoffs they do something different? I don't know. I mean, maybe that would be making excuses up, whatever. They've been able to win games, and they've been able to have the record they've had, and so I'm happy with that part of it. Whenever the playoffs come around, I can be mad about a loss. I can also be super excited about a victory. Um, but that's the, I, I look at this team right now, and I don't I don't see the same the same consistency. I don't think that have we seen consistency from this team okay. all all season? I'm glad that you asked that because that's what I was trying to figure out. Is would you say there was consistency like early in the year after the Bucks game? But like that's not what your team was ever going to be because that was the Cooper Rush time. Yeah. All right. Would you say it's consistency when you throttled the Bears and the Vikings because wedged in between that was the loss to the Packers that everyone was still like, what? And then it's the same thing is like, I don't feel like you thought there was consistency coming out of the Colts game because then you had the Texans game that perplexed everyone and then the loss to the Jags. Like, I think this is a very good team. It's just... You never quite know who's going to show up. If it's going to be the optimized version or a version that's still better than a lot, of, like I think even the non-optimized version of the Cowboys are better yeah. than a lot of teams in the NFL. But you need the optimized version to go anywhere in the playoffs. And I I feel like there's studies that say playing well the last few weeks of the season doesn't matter. Uh, some of it you'll say, man, they took that momentum into the playoffs and rode that momentum to a championship, and. I know I was working at another station, and I just remember the 07 season and going into the playoffs, the guys working with going, man, the Cowboys just aren't playing well. And I'm like, dude, they're going to the Super Bowl. They're the best team in the NFC, and I don't really think anybody's close. But he's like, look at this Detroit game. They only won by one point, and that's not a good team. And then Philadelphia wasn't that great of a team, and they lost 10-6. to And then they played another game where they played the Carolina Panthers, not a very good team, and they barely won. And then they didn't play the last game of the season because it didn't matter, and they lost 27-6. to And then they had the bye. Then they lost to the Giants in the first round. And it was like, dang it, that last four games where they went 2-2, two and two, one of the games they didn't even try because it didn't matter, that, that, that for some reason that 07 thing scares me. Mm-hmm. That I do think the Cowboys are a very good team, maybe the best team in the NFC, maybe. I, I think they're in that. They can Obviously, make it to the yeah. Super Bowl. They really can make it to the Super Bowl, and I'm not like – if you're just listening for the first time, my Cowboys love is gone. I don't hate the Cowboys, but I don't have this passion and love like the Cowboys are the best and they're going to win them. I really feel like I'm coming from this standpoint of, hey, I just watch the NFL. I like watching certain players. I feel like they can go to the Super Bowl, but it does concern me that they're not playing their best football right now. But also there's teams that haven't played their best football the last few weeks and they've made it to the Super Bowl and that's, won the Super Bowl. That's two things right there that I wanted to get to before we move before we go to the next segment, Kevin. One is every, across the league, you've had teams have like, what just happened? Oh, did, you see that the Chiefs all that game? Yeah, for sure. Or how was that game even that close? It's, it's happened it happened to everybody this year. On the flip side of that with the Cowboys, there is this part of you that wants to to be like Brad Sham told my class this at UNT one year. Baseball is a talking man's sport for play-by-play. Eric Nadell does a Eric Nadell, Matt Hicks, Jared Sandler do a phenomenal job of if there's nothing going on in this game, they are giving you something to listen to and chat about. Like it's fun. Football is a march. Like it like the uh basketball is a mad dash. Football is a march. 
and that's within a game. Yeah. I think if you look at it as you have to have this consistent march throughout a season two, that's a better approach to it. Uh, you're in, in the game, you have to have a march. As the season goes along, you have to have a march. And that's something that you do have to establish some sort of rhythm in football. And that's something I'm hoping the Cowboys can do before the season ends is that they find that rhythm. Otherwise, they've just been able to eke out ugly games. And that's not that's not going to pay off. I don't I agree. I agree. I don't think it'll pay off in the end, but you never know. Like maybe they do find their rhythm in the playoffs. The Niners right now look like the best team because they are doing the things that I said they would do before the season. I said they were great physically running the football. Uh, their defense was extremely sound. And I, I think I had a question mark about their quarterback play. I think you still kind of do, but they've answered it a lot more. The Cowboys, I do want them to find some sort of consistency because I don't think that they've been playing great. But I'm looking at this overall record this season. I'm going, this is so much better than whenever Jason Garrett was here. And it was 12-4, and 8-8. Eight and 12-4, eight. and four, who knows what you're going to get next year. I feel like for the next five years, if you have McCarthy around, you're going to say that was pretty consistently we were in the winning side of football. For the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, it's time for college football on a Tuesday. Go back to the playoffs, plus how Sonny Dykes can match George Washington. We'll do that next right here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. And it's time for college football on a Tuesday. I thought about saving this till tomorrow when Derek Holland's going to be in, but that just felt rude. We can do it again. Oh, you're going to hurt his feelings like that? We bet 50 bucks on that game, and I had TCU plus seven and a half. Why? They covered. Why did you do that? Because he's a Michigan fan. Yeah, so okay, so it had nothing to do with you knowing or like believing no, I, in TCU. Honest, no, I don't watch enough college football to know. In fact, I just like I felt like going into this that feels like a fun <laughs> troll. I felt like going into the game that Michigan was going to win. I, I I just was worried that TCU on that stage against that big of a school. And I get they beat UT. They beat they beat very good schools in the Big Twelve. I just thought, okay. And then when it was twenty. One to three, close to halftime. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Now, TCU. Thanks Vic- a lot, refs. TCU victorious over Michigan. Sonny Dykes now has 13 wins in his first season at TCU. The only college football coach ever to have 14 or more wins in their first year with a program. Nick George Saban? Washington. 
Woodruff in 1892. Bob Woodruff. Uh, that's when Columbus sold the ocean blue. That is 1492, and I feel like he would be too old to be Bob Woodruff's brother. But that was eight years after Tim McGraw established uh, Montana. That's okay. That is from 1883, <laughs> and I'm still concerned about how your years work out on that. Is he had an incredible career? I've never heard of George Washington Woodruff. He won 142, 25 and 2, won three national championships. Then he went on to be the Attorney General of Pennsylvania. What? So what does the Attorney General do? It's because of his name. Can you imagine being on the board then and just being like, yeah, George Washington's running again? He's alive? Are you yeah. serious? Our first president, I thought he died 100 years ago. Because they ran out of space on the ballot to put Woodruff. Oh, man, that's what I would do. <laughs> I'd be like, I vote for him. And then he only got inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 1963. I don't know what the hell took so long. I'm sorry, what did you say the significance was of his record? Kevin. He would become the second college football coach ever to win 14 or more games in their first season. And how many times do you think he won 14 or more games in his he career? He did it a bunch. It's <laughs> his first year at Penn, they went 15 and 1. So they clearly, played more games back oh, well, then. Definitely, that is the case. And they probably also played them sometimes like, you know, a couple days apart because the whole football landscape was so different. But TCU is victorious. I love the pettiness of all of them after that game of like, well, yeah, nobody really thought we should even be here or had a chance. Well, they're going to be able to ramp that up because now going into the game against Georgia six days away, they're 12 and a half point underdogs. Well, it's what? going down, I guess, a little bit. Yes. I think it opened up at 13 and a half. Uh, that is correct. So they're now a point closer, but 12 and a half point dogs. We're against all TCU the dogs. fans, right? Yeah, yeah, I want TCU to win that game. That is the feeling right now is like we're all TCU fans. This is really cool to to see what they're they're doing and what they're accomplishing, man. Especially the like the commitment from the players to the program, how how much they love the program and love being around football and part of football, man. It's a this is a really fun thing to see. I hope it carries over. And let's be honest here. I don't feel like this is supposed to happen to Texas football in a weird way. Like Texas football is just kind of a underachieving product and we rely on UT and A&M because they're the huge schools with the money and supposedly the five-star players go there. Yeah. A&M's so to, never won one. Though. So to be, no, they haven't. And to, so to be in this situation is just so awesome. I, I, I really hope it's a competitive game. I want TCU to win, but, um, you know, I say that, and then I go back to 2019 when Little Texas Tech made it to the national championship basketball game, and getting their hearts ripped out in the last seconds really they hurt. Close out on a three pointer. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Hunter. I wish you were better in Atlanta. Okay, I was. I wasn't sure what the end of that sentence was going to be. Will Will TCU be the greatest program in Texas if they win? Yes. I, I think this is a great question for juniors in high school would you choose tcu now over let's say ut or a&m take out the money i get that they're gonna now i have to take out how much money they're offering That's a good you point but like if you were to watch these games would you now go 
man, I want to go play for Sonny Dykes. I want to play for TCU. They're the best team in the state of yes! Texas. Yes! And it's not like TCU has been terrible and just out of nowhere they had this resurrection season. Like I, I know there were some struggles along the way, but TCU has still been a really good program for a really good, a really long time. And if they knock off Georgia, who quite frankly probably shouldn't have even beaten Ohio State, I I would be very interested in going. You there. Think Manning transfers before the the really the signing day. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, Mike. Like I think that's always kind of been. He's already locked in. It's already what. You think he's already locked in? Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's always, they don't have a quarterback. I think so. it's always possible that he could go. He could still say, "I can go wherever I so want." So you think he's going to go to TCU? Not TCU. That would be amazing. Wow. The defending potential national champions, TCU. Can he get? Can he earn more nil money there than he can anywhere I else? Don't think so. I would have to imagine, like, if you want to underachieve, obviously you can go to Texas, but you can also probably make the most amount of money. There has to be a lot of rich people who went to TCU, just like SMU was running the Southwest Conference for a little bit because of their rich, I know it was illegal, but everybody was paying. They just had a lot of alumni with millions of dollars to throw around them. TCU has to have some money. Yeah, no, they. I think they should be able to figure it out. How locked in were you guys? Because I know, like going into New Year's Eve and everything, there's always like other considerations how, about social stuff. Those how games could you turn were, it away? Those, they were amazing, and not surprisingly, the most viewed college playoff semifinals in five years. Because really, yeah, both of those games were. There's incredible. no reason to turn it off. Yeah, like sometimes unless you games, love defense. Like when Cincinnati was in it, was that last year? Yes. You know, like let's go eat or something. You got a really good point, man. Those they were exciting all the way through. Yeah, uh, like the man, Michigan just kept coming back and just kept coming back. And every time I was like, oh, I, you know, there was part of me that was like, I don't know if TCU has anything left, anything left to play to throw out there. Yeah, and then they throw you know another pass that you're like, how did they do that? Or make another run that it was it was very surprising with both teams. It was haymakers back and forth. I hope Derek's not listening, Holland, because he'll be here tomorrow, and I'm just going to make sure tomorrow I'm going to say that was probably the most perfectly officiated game I've ever seen. Oh, my God. You think he'll have thoughts about that no TD call? Like, where did his (laughs) butt land? Did he have the catch all the way? I I also thought they kind of got jobbed on that. And they spotted it wrong after the interception. You don't. Roman Wilson is the 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 kid who that play you're talking about, perfect. but he's also the one that scored the touchdown. And when he rolled over and landed, he had like an Avenger pose, and I was like, "That's going to be the highlight of the entire thing." But because they lost, I don't know if you can reuse it that much. I think I saw that Georgia, Michigan, and Illinois were the only teams that hadn't given up more than 21 points in a game. Okay. And Clearly, Georgia and Michigan did not hold firm in that. Now, throughout the end of that game, I think that the I can't remember who was announcing that game was uh, was throwing out the. I mean, let's not forget that there are some poor teams up in the Big Ten that they played late in the season, oh, Michigan yeah. specifically. So they were trying to reframe, <laughs> but that makes no sense because they beat the brakes off of Ohio State <laughs> in the fourth quarter, and then Ohio State went out and won, and so. Well, that's well, Kevin. That's one of those games where you can throw out all the records, or should have one. You know, like because that's the the rival in those rivalries. You throw out all the records. You never know what's. It's going to be a barn burner. Well, their offense, Ohio State's offense, looks incredible in that game against Georgia. I know they coughed it up, but their offense did look incredible in that. Do you want to go to a lower tier bowl game, or do you want to go back to the Cotton Bowl? Go to the Cotton Bowl. 
What happened to the Cotton Bowl? Let's I go to hate co- lower tier games. Nobody cares. Okay, let's fair. Unless you're better, I've got a note for you. Let's go to cut number eight from the Cotton Bowl. Oh, we're going to have a safety. Jenkins with the tackle. And it's a safety. And they'll get the football on the kick. What a cataclysmic turn in favor of the Green Wave. Now, there was not a lot of defense played in that game, but that did help as the green wave, which I'm pretty sure Bobby tweeted out directly to Jared Sandler, just a picture of a green wave after that. And Jared's like, you're a troll, which I think he probably (laughs) was like, thank you, is the green wave scored the last 16 points of the game in the final 407 to defeat USC 46 to 45, your presumptive 2021-24 number one draft pick, Caleb Williams, threw for five touchdown passes and looks like an incredible quarterback. The last time I cared about two-lane football was Sean King. <laughs> okay. That was the last time I think they were good at football. I was like, how are they in this game? Because I don't really follow college yeah. football. I'm like, I guess they got a good record and they're ranked or whatever. But watching Caleb Williams, I was up here doing radio, you know, working my butt off on, yep. on the new year. Yep. Is uh New Year, New You. I haven't watched mm-hmm. much of him play. That was spectacular. I even saw him throw an interception. I still thought it was a spectacular interception. <laughs> I was like, that dude was just running to his left yeah. across his body at like 80 miles an hour. I mean, the two-lane guy caught it, but I was just like, I don't know many human beings besides watching Patrick Mahomes in the NFL do some of the throws, keep plays alive. He can run for five or ten yards. Like, I'm not going to run yet. I don't want to run yet. I know a guy's open three yards or five yards down the field. Let me let this develop a little bit more in the last second. Just let it go and throw rockets all over the place. That was so impressive to me. And I will say this, because I'm really, I see it as minor league football, college football. I don't see it as a super fun product for me. And I get how awesome of a product it is for the country is I'm going to watch quite a few USC games next year because I'm intrigued to watch the greatness of Caleb Williams. No, I I, I think you're right about that. I wanted to read this just for you, Corey, because you're not necessarily wishing success for Lincoln Riley. Did you see Lendell's, Lendell White's thoughts about all things USC. I saw something, in, but I, it was a headline, so read the rest for me. Well, I will have to edit parts of it. This is Lendell White after the game on Twitter. Our defense and whoever's part of it is an effing joke. That Ben don't break defense S you bought from OU ain't going to cut it. It's a shame to be a Trojan right now. And then he went on and said, Tulane whooped our ass. USC is a joke. I am, I am fascinated that Lincoln Riley is so good. I guess the whole family, because his uh, brother's offensive coordinator at TCU, the, they're really good at creating offense. He is not good at having a de- good defense around. I, I just don't get it. I, I, I don't get that philosophy. I remember teasingly asking Patrick Mahomes at the Super Bowl when Lee Steinberg was bringing him around and he was not drafted yet. I, I literally asked the question, do you guys practice defense at Texas Tech? Mm -hmm. And he laughed and he said, yes, we do. Because it's like Lincoln Riley is, they have a certain amount of time they can practice at Oklahoma or USC. And he's like, we're going to spend 80% of our time practicing offense. Defense, can you stand out there so we can practice our offense? (laughs) And he's like, the defense practiced. We practice offense the whole time against them. They had to stand out there and practice against us. And I just don't get how good of a player you can get at OU, how good of a def- – and I'm talking about defense. Yeah. How good like of a it. defensive player you can possibly get at USC. 
it's like he doesn't care. He's the Mike D'Antoni of college football. I I don't think I mean because they had some good players at OU like they had they had a number of good, but it wasn't great skill at every position and that you know does eventually affect you uh, f- for sure whenever you don't you know uh, in college football you can find the weakness very quickly and expose it the entire game and that was it was a struggle because Kevin I knew for a fact we're going up against Georgia or we're going up against Alabama at whenever he was at OU if you were going up against those teams. You were hoping your offense could make that play, you know, and I was still infuriated that he didn't put the ball in Baker Mayfield's hands. Instead, he said, "Hey, I'm going to put it in somebody else's hands right. in the last play of the game." But like the those def- like those offenses weren't necessarily n- known for blowing it out of the water. Alabama just recently, when Tua was around, said, "Hey, we're going to start chucking the ball all around." And now Bill O'Brien's like, "Hey, let's throw it around all the time." But back then, during that time. It wasn't like those offenses were like that, but they go up against an OU defense, and it was like, look, we can score 45 real fast. Now, it is a lower-tier bowl that was interesting because of betting purposes. Mississippi State, obviously, Uh, playing in honor of Mike Leach. They had the pirate flag on their helmet. They're up 13-10 to over Illinois with just a few seconds left. The betting line is Illinois plus 3.5. So, if you bet on Illinois, Derek Harper did probably feeling pretty stoked about it. After a five lateral play, Mississippi State eventually gets the ball and returns it 57, 58 yards for a touchdown. Eric to, Dampier to win that. Not Eric Dampier. It's not basketball to win the game and put down an all time bad beat on Illinois or an incredible. Victory if you had bet on Mississippi State in that game. Kendall Gill was upset. I know <laughs> Kendall Gill was not. How many people listening right now remember <laughs> lottery pick Kendall Gill? Dude, did you see New Edition got back together? That's Johnny Gill. Oh, but my even gosh. still, they got oh, back together on New Year's Eve. Right way? Uh, it was New Year's Eve. They performed, man. Sing that song? Most of them looked very out of breath. Just oh, well, that makes sense. It was sense. cold. The, the KNC masterpiece. Fab Five you're talking about? Right here. Or the football players. <laughs> no, not. No. New addition? Mm-hmm. Bobby Brown? Yeah, he looked out of breath. Bell Biv DeVoe? Yep. All of them. Now you know? And Johnny Gill. And that other one. Boys to Men? Who's the other one? ABC. Who's the other one? Nobody knows. Keith his name. Sweat? Keith Sweat? That can't be right, can it? I mean, the, I know the who guy Keith who played Sweat for is. the Indiana Hoosiers and made that shot with Steve Alford. Coming Ralph, up next. Ralph Tresvant was his name. Sure. That was going to be my next guess. <laughs> Coming up next, let's chit chat. Known Jackson with the fellas from the G Bag Nation, right here on 105.3 The Fan. KNC masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan, and it looks like we have all of our crew back together, courtesy of DM Leasing. Time for that chit chat with the fellas from the G Bag Nation, gentlemen. How is you today? Awesome. How are you, Heggy? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for asking. Now I had a. College football adjacent question for you is we can talk about the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl where LSU just hammered Purdue or we and can the talk mascot. Yes, or we can talk about did you see the Cheez-It room at the Cheez-It hotel? No. no. And their horrifying mascot that has multiple framed pictures up in the Cheez-It room. We have mascot issues around is sports right now. Worse than the piggy that Washington yeah. has. That was bad. And the Jacksonville Major Tutty, sir. Major Tutty. We've even talked about Tutty. He has a name. Major Tutty. We'll get that Tutty out of here. Yeah. 
Hate you, Teddy. So you guys have not seen the Cheese It Hotel. Haven't yes. seen it. Interested? Yes. I, I think I think Cheese It's an underrated snack. It is. It, it's all the bowls that were sponsored by Cheese It, right? Had yeah. All they had very, there were three of them, right? Yeah. There we go. And yeah. they have the Cheese It room. Just there, the framed pictures of their mascot is what would keep me up at night. There's lots of super cool stuff in there. I was trying to show Broadus and the boys, and then I'd turn my monitor off. Yeah, you told good. I've got the it up here. I was like, I was, like, was kind of acknowledging. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> Would you rather have framed pictures of the Cheese It guy or Major Tutty the hog? Who Who is the mascot you would choose? I haven't seen the framed pictures of the Cheese It thing yet, but I have seen. Is it Tuddy? Yes. Yeah. T-U-D-D-Y, okay. like a touchdown. Okay, very good. Uh, I guess. They don't really score many of those. That is true. Uh, I would take the cheese it thing. I haven't seen it yet, to be fair, but I, I'm not going to have that that hog anywhere around me. Let's go ahead and mark that. No. How, how delightful. You and I both know that's false. Yeah. How delightful was that citrus bowl, though, for you, Broadus? Oh, it's great. I mean, uh, Gavin and I were doing our show, and every time I looked up, the LSU was moving the football. I didn't even recognize the team there the way they were doing it. <laughs> But yeah, that was yeah. Uh, that was uh, you know that doesn't look bad. It's a good way to to end it. But yeah, well, okay. What happened with the cheese? It was there a bed on the, the best field? Part about, yeah. The best part about the room is you, it, it seems like it comes with a lifetime supply of bags of cheeses. Oh yeah. Oh man. So that seems like a no brainer. Yeah. You wake really. up every morning feeling no, the cheese. No crumbs coach. in bed, not good. Crumbs? Have you ever have you had crumbs and you're rolling that's, around? That's a terrible that's thing. Just, to, that's just a bed for me. But mm-hmm. it's a hotel, which means it's getting clean. Your wife doesn't get mad at crumbs in the bed? No, honestly, it's a huge problem. Oh, my gosh. Because I love snacking in the bed, snacking in the couch, snacking in the bed. But yeah, for the life of me, even do. when I'm, I'm being very, very judicious about the idea of, hey, I'm not going to allow crumbs to arrive, inevitably, I get up. And there's crumbs. And you sweep. I just don't you understand. You do the sweep. You do the sweep, but you don't I get. I do a, the sweep. You yeah. do the sweep, but you don't get all the crumbs. And that, uh, and always happens. Girl Scout cookies are the things that. Uh, oh yeah. That, that what happened? That's that's how the crumbs get in. What's this? your favorite Girl Scout cookie? The thin mint, slightly chilled. The frozen ones. Yeah, he knows yeah. it's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get a whole tube of those things, no problem at all. Yeah. Is that the best thing you've ever had in the bed? Did you say disgusting? <laughs> thin mint. The Among others. Yes. Yeah. The, Samoas yeah. are the best. You had a Samoa in bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Tongan? Always wanted one. Is she on your list? Samoan? Too? What? <laughs> what do we have in the bed? It's hanging what? around Trinity all these years. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. You got any kids out of this? Do you re- <laughs> <laughs> maybe play football somewhere of, with your size? Guards. <laughs> yeah. In or out of wedlock? Hey, they do the hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Corey, Corey's got some really good sorry. rugby player running around the world somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but Corey, you really don't like thin mints, right? It's not just a you're all Samoa all the way, and you're like, I can't abide by any other Girl Scout cookie. You really don't like. I will thin go mints. out of my way to avoid them. You, you think pre- they taste like toothpaste? Is <laughs> that like what you said? Mint chocolate, right? It, a- it's it reminds me like the the cookie reminds me of the Oreo, which is the worst cookie. And, wow. and Dawson knows like we had this. I can see that. Down this, uh, Are you uh, an Oreo hater too? No, I like the Oreo. Okay. Yeah. Wait but, a minute. He just said he. I thought you said he hated. He know he knows. Oh. He, he knows how I feel about the Oreo because a lot of people. A lot of people hate that opinion, but it's I don't like take, Oreos. Right? It's your worst take. I, it must be. All the other ones are golden. No, it seems like your cookie takes are pretty horrible. I love cookies. No thin mints though. Not, Except on the computer thing. Thick mints maybe. Could I, can with. I get you a thick mint? No, no, I don't want a thick mint either. I don't want a mint flavored cookie. If oh, I want so a mint, mint, I'll just eat a mint. So know? it's not the size of the mint. It's the mint. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So I'll just rather have uh, a coconut flavor with caramel, 
uh, cookie. Like that's that's Ooh. fantastic. That tastes. You're great. making it sound like that's Corey. the only option for a cookie is the Samoa. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're not feeling great about his only option of cookie right here. No, I don't feel. I you know I I just feel bad for him because if if you're not enjoying the Thin Mint, what are Girl Scout cookies really? They're a bunch of bad cookies outside the Thin Mint. So, oh, what about the tag? He doesn't really even get to enjoy Samoa. the Girl Scout cookie season. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're not good. Oh, man. They're not good. Plus, how many people in our Metroplex know if you live in Fort Worth or Fort Worth adjacent, you get different Girl Scout cookies than Dallas and Dallas adjacent? Whoa. Yeah. They really? come from they come from two different places, and sometimes they're called different things. <laughs> get out like of Like the trefoils or the shortbread. Yes. Yes. I can go Trafoil. to different parts of the Metroplex That's and get right. different Girl Scout yeah, cookies. Yeah, there's Tagalongs or peanut butter patties. There's Samoas or some well, other Fort Worth on fancy Friday. name. Are they just down, yeah. different names but oh, the same cookie? Yeah. They're a lot different. The Tagalongs for Fort Worth, not my favorite. <laughs> oh. But the... the uh, Someone wrote a paper about this, Peggy? What are you doing? No, I wrote the paper That's myself by researching this, all oh, right? Okay. Whenever people... Yeah, so I love <laughs> I love Girl Scout cookies. The s'more cookies in Fort Worth, far superior before they got discontinued than the ones in Dallas. Why? I have lots of thoughts. Because they were totally different. They were totally different. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> This yeah. is that was really educational for me though, Hagee. Thank okay. you for that. Well, and plus I was trying to think, do we need to transition into like the biggest thing that happened in sports last night? But it felt like an odd transition to go from, hey, did you know Girl Scout cookies are different to what were your thoughts during Monday night football? Dallas like County, that's a hard transition. Dallas County cookies have an extra gram of fat and smooth layer of chocolate. Tarrant County cookies are mintier. You can see holes in them and they're crunchier too. Why can we see holes in them? I didn't make the rules. I just read this off of CBS. If you look at the side of the box, they're from different places. Are they baked in different areas? Okay. Yeah. No, they really are. No matter your preference, the Girl Scouts will gladly satisfy your craving. Is what this it says. Okay, you probably shouldn't have read that. It's on CBS.com. I wish I had more papers to shuffle. I only have two. It's not very (laughs) dramatic. All right. In all seriousness. What do you think will be the next step now that more time has passed? The NFL is like, we're not going to play the game this week. Do you believe the Bills-Bengals game that does have a potentially massive implication on the playoff seedings will eventually get played? And how does everything shuffle up then? I don't think you play it. I think it's just too um, too tough, too scrambled here. At the there's not enough time. There's sure. yeah, there's not a there's not a good way to make this up and not inconvenience everybody else. So it'll be unfair. Um, I understand we're we're going to give the Chiefs the number one overall seed as a result of uh, this ruling, uh, but that's just what has to result. And we and we did we determine that the Chiefs got beat both by the Bengals and the Bills mm. this year? Yes. Wow, that's a tough one right it there. It is. That's a tough. Well, maybe there's a cool way you can do this to where you play this week out normally. Yep. But you have the extra week built in with the two weeks prior to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you just push everything back a week, and then you have. The Bengals and Bills finish their game, and you can do something cool for Demar Hamlin, and maybe for his charity. And I, I don't know, but I, that game probably does need to get played in in some. If, if you're able would to you, do it, would you agree to a coin flip if you're both teams? Rock paper scissors. I, I, think, I think I think something like that could come in the cards yeah. because if if you're if you're the two teams involved, you don't want to just give it to Kansas City. No hell yeah. no, especially yeah. because so, beat them. Cincinnati can't flip? get to number one without right. that win. Like right. Buffalo, yeah. there's at least like a possibility. Yeah. Cincinnati can't get there without a win. In that I game. think that you're going to see the league break out the old pandemic plans. They didn't lose a game yeah. because of 
pandemic football, but they maybe there's something that we didn't know about that they were holding back that they could say, okay, if in case we lost games, this is how we were going to play the games. So I maybe they've got something involved. These games, I mean, it's yeah, it's so unfortunate what happened. Don't get me wrong, but you know, now you're talking about trying to finish out the season the right way for all the players involved. And you mentioned the charity. We're now just surpassed $4.5 million. It's awesome. I will say this. That, I will say this. That Bills Mafia, they get it those done. fans yeah. get it. They, sure they, they're the ones that generate the interest, and all of a sudden everybody goes, you know what? It ain't all about eating chicken wings and breaking tables. Yeah. Those fans get it, and yeah. when, they, when they mobilize, they get stuff done. Yeah, and, I mean, that, that is impressive what they've been able to do. You're definitely right about that. What do you guys got coming up on the program today? Pure gold as always. Heggy, thanks so much for asking. We'll be talking about the biggest Cowboys and Mavs stories right out of the gates coming up here at 2 o'clock. Christy Scales is going to join us at 4. All right, look forward to it. Roll home with the G-Bag Nation. We have been the KNC Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on 105.3 The Fan. Say Derek Holland. Say New Year, New Kevin, Kevin. Tomorrow. Uh, New Year, New Kevin. Derek Holland tomorrow right here. First time of the year. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.